charged with Ed and Valerie. Only on Spin Southwest. Now we have been promising you this all morning. Joining us on Fully Charged this morning is the Taoiseach, Michal Martin. Welcome to Fully Charged. Thank you very much indeed, Ed. Uh, great to be here uh, and, and to be on with you uh, and Valerie. We're going to start off actually by asking you, how have you been through all of this? I mean, it's been a mad 12 months. It has been an extraordinary 12 months uh, for everybody in the country. Uh, it's, it's been very difficult and very challenging for people and particularly the families of those who have lost their loved ones to COVID uh, and indeed who have lost loved ones during the year because as we know COVID has meant that the that that natural and 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 and, and you know the, the ritual of, of 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 wakes and funerals and 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 the way we say goodbye to our loved ones has been taken from us as well because of covid it, it's really been an extraordinary year from that point of view and very difficult year uh, and then all of our lives have have been upended um for for every age cohort uh, you know life in schools has changed schools closed last year schools closed this year for periods university and uh, third level generally, further education all changed, uh, moving online, uh, you know, young people not experiencing campuses as, as we normally would uh, and so right throughout uh, people's personal restrictions and all of that so it's it's been a difficult year um, but I think people have notwithstanding the length of it now um, have held well together and uh, you know the news this morning as we woke was, was good news in the sense that you know the hospitalisation has gone below 600 uh, for the first time since Christmas, that, that's good news that that's indicates that what people have been doing since Christmas is working we are getting the numbers down Critically, we're getting hospital numbers down and ICUs down, which is very, very important for those who work in our hospitals uh, and in our health services because they've been under enormous pressure. They are exhausted. We need to do, to do everything we possibly can to, to relieve the pressure on those working in our hospitals. Um, welcome, Taoiseach, to the show. I know that this morning as well, with that positive news about the hospitals, that we did hear that the 5K rule might be eased come April 5th. Well, I, I, I'm on, uh, you know, I'm going to be very careful in terms of what I'm saying beyond the 5th of April. We will meet a week before the 5th of April uh, to look at that issue, um, the, the 5K issue, to look at, um, you know, outdoor activities, sports, and and, um, uh, and and see what we can do. Given And that's why March is very important, and that's why it is very important that we get the numbers down over the next month, because that will give us options as we come into the 5th um, of April. Because I do understand that 5K is very, very restrictive on people. Um, and, uh, you know, in terms of one's own personal freedoms and in terms of mental health and mental well-being, uh, I do get that and, and we get that. So the week before the 5th of April, I think if we can continue to get the numbers down, the last two days were good in that respect, then I think that gives us options before the, the, the 5th of April. Now, we, we're hearing the 5th of April, Taoiseach, but is there you know, hope for people to maybe look ahead to at least their summer and uh, staycations? I mean, it was the word of the year last year, and I think people are already getting anxious about, well, am I going to be able to plan something for this summer? Can we start looking at plans for the summer? Can we all start making you know, trips away, uh, at least booking them? Well, I think the, we, we'll move, we're moving this in stages. Why? Because the public health people don't want us to predict beyond uh, and the 5th of April. They want to evaluate what we're doing right now. So when we open schools on the 1st of March, they want to spend the next two weeks looking at that. What has the impact of that be? What would it be on the spread of the disease because of this new variant, this UK variant to be 117? It spreads more easily, basically. So if we bring 220,000 people back into mobilization, back into school, 
does that have an impact on that? So they want to take it step by step before we plan too far ahead in relation to holidays and that. But the, the, the other side of the coin is the vaccinations, and that will give us options definitely um, during the summer, but we'll take it uh, on, on, on a um, you know, <clears throat> phase-by-phase basis. But So, for example, by the by the end of May, you know, we'll have 57 to 64% of those over 18 uh, will have received the first dose of, of the vaccines. Up over 40% uh, could be fully vaccinated by the end of June. That jumps to 81% in, in, in terms of over 18 with the first dose of a vaccine. So that does give us options, and I think we'll be in a stronger position then, uh, to, 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 you know, certainly after the 5th of April, uh, and certainly uh, beyond that then to make more firm kind of predictions in terms of how we we, 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 we deal with those issues. But it, it is frustrating for people not being able to predict that far ahead, but we have to take out one phase at a time because of the variant, the fact that it spreads more easily. That's the big concern of the public health experts. I know now they're on the subject of holidays, you know, it's, it's difficult for a lot of us. We have family and friends living in Australia and New Zealand and, you know, they seem to be coping with the virus that bit better and we're feeling a bit frustrated and maybe disappointed that they're kind of living their life at the moment and how come we maybe didn't take an approach like them monitoring flights and stuff? Well, I think what they adopted was a zero COVID um, strategy there. Now, geographically, it was probably easier for them and I'd, I'd say culturally as well. We are pursuing, we're not going to bring in mandatory quarantining um, for, for, for people coming from countries where particularly the variants may be um, a factor. Um, and that legislation is currently going through the Doyle uh, as we speak and has been debated in the Doyle. Um, and also, uh, we have introduced a raft of restrictions on travel. We're, we're saying essential, you know, avoid all non-essential travel. Uh, we're We've provided for um, home quarantining, which is which, which is, is um, mandatory. We have um, we have severe fines um, for 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 people who are travelling abroad uh, with, 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 for non-essential purposes. So travel has come away down. Numbers of people coming into the country has come away down. Uh, and as we get numbers down, um, the restrictions on on travel will 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 increase to make sure we we reduce the threat of variant, new variants um, coming into the country. There's still a lot coming into the country. I know that there's like between 1,000 and 3,500 people arriving into Ireland every day. That's a lot of numbers. Many of these are Irish uh, in, in the first instance. Uh, some coming back. Um, from, 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 some have come back from breaks they were on. Um, so uh, the, the balance of legislation has to balance civil liberty uh, considerations. Public health has to, it all has to be grounded on public health. Um, but the, the, the measures are quite strict now and will get stricter as we get this legislation um, passed. Taoiseach, there seems to be, uh, I suppose, one industry I feel like that has been kind of forgotten about over the last 12 months, and I know I'm, I'm personally a fan and a follower of it, and that is the music and arts uh, industry. You know, yep. kind of zero response has been uh, given to them over the last few months. Is there a plan in place to support the Irish entertainment industry, the live music sector? Well, I think to be fair to Minister Catherine Martin, and, and, and the government has given significant resources to do what we can to support music generally and um, uh, in particular uh, you know we've the live performance support scheme grants they've had, had to carry out some live streaming performances 
Um, we're going to constantly look at this. Um, I think Minister Martin has committed significant sums of money to support the sector. Um, and um, Minister Martin will continue to work with the sector uh, as we move um, over the next period to see what we can do to continue supporting them. It is a sector that has looked, suffered more than most. Uh, if, we're, if we're honest, hospitality, music, entertainment has taken, in my view, one of the severest hits from COVID-19 simply because the virus thrives in congregated settings. Uh, and obviously, that's what we all, that's what entertainment and the arts thrive on, you know, that we, we, we enjoy our music together and so on. But COVID has just upended all of that and has made it very, very difficult. Um, but we will continue to provide supports to the sector um, and we're constantly looking at ways to be innovative in how we support the sector. I mean, there would have been f very significant additional funding for the arts in general this year to the Arts Council uh, and across the board and also specifically uh, to, 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 to life performance supports as well. I know something that I'm very passionate about and so a lot of people, including yourself, Taoiseach, is the GA and the love and the escape it gave to us last year. I know that the GA estimate that like five-month inter-county season will cost £20 million and I know they got £14 million last year for October, December and Camogie Ladies Football only got £1 million. Do you see maybe the government giving a similar amount and could maybe more money be given to female Gaelic sports? Well, I think last year we, we, we engaged with all of the... Um, authorities in both uh, ladies football and 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 camogie and gave what we what i understood was what was more or less required uh, to, to enable the championships to to take place and also at at the uh, the inter-county level. I think, you know, the government was very supportive of all sports last year and yeah. particularly the GEA last year and without government support it's hard to, you know, it's hard to, you know, to see how the uh, All-Ireland Championships would have, uh, would, have, would, have, would have happened. I mean, it, it was dependent on that support. It worked last year, I thought, at inter-county level. Um, I thought it gave great, um, you know, entertainment during difficult times to people uh, and um, we, we think it worked successfully. So again, we will work with the sports organisation Minister Jack Chambers will be engaged with them uh, to see what we can do. And again, up to the 5th of April, obviously, we have to get the numbers down. If we get the numbers down and if everybody can do their very, very best to adhere to the guidelines between now and the 5th of April, that does uh, give us choices then in the week leading into the 5th of April. And in terms of sport, because I think, the, you know, we mentioned mental well-being, I mentioned health, mental health. I mean, I'm a member of a club myself, uh, you know, breaks all our hearts that we yeah. people aren't out on the fields, you know, um, and young people in particular, because that's the natural thing to do this time of the year, isn't it? When spring comes, um, you want to be out um, uh, uh, on some, uh, if you're into sport, you want to be on the field somewhere and you want to be out doing it, you know, and, and enjoying the, 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 the games. Uh, and unfortunately, because of this variant where we're taking a very, very cautious approach on it, but uh, we are committed to looking at it on the 5th of April in a serious way. And if the numbers continue to go down the way they're going down, uh, I think we will be in, in a position to look at that. And to see people return maybe to the game, spectators return since a lot of people will be vaccinated? I know, we're not going there yet. <laughs> I think we'll take it one step at a time. Um, because the one thing we've learned about uh, COVID-19 is it, it does change. Um, and the story has changed repeatedly over the year. Um, but uh, I think the vaccines do give will give strong protection to people. I mean, the good news on the vaccines is I was talking to consultants in, 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 in Cork Hospital yesterday 
who were saying to me that across the Cork Kerry region they've done a, uh, you know, a study on the impact of the vaccinations on, on, on healthcare workers and it's been dramatic in terms of the reduction of COVID-19. Um, and um, so that, that's good news and, and across the globe the, the impact of the vaccines and the research shows having a very good impact already in protecting people from severe illness and from uh, death but also now increasing signs of reducing transmissibility. Uh, so I think the vaccines will give us strong protections uh, and the data is is good coming from the various vaccines that have been used so far. Okay, speaking of the vaccine actually, Tishuk, have you got the vaccine? No, no, I haven't got the vaccine and um, uh, we're, we're waiting our turn in terms of the, you know, the sequence that the National Immunisation Advisory Committee have laid down. In other words, the experts have said, here's how we think the vaccines um, should be allocated. As I said, they protect people from severe illness and from death and the most vulnerable in that situation are those in nursing homes first and the staff working there, the frontline healthcare workers, um, people over 70, people with underlying conditions. Uh, we, they have now been bumped up the, the, the list uh, by the National Immunisation Advisory Committee. They felt that they should be prioritised more, which many people felt that, and I'm, I'm glad that has happened. People with conditions with cystic fibrosis, Parkinson's, heart transplants, kidney transplants, um, <clears throat> that's important, uh, that we concentrate on giving the vaccines to those who are most vulnerable of getting severe Ill- illness, and that, that's the plan. Okay, um, well, speaking, speaking of that then, you know, we actually received so many messages in over the last 24 hours from people listening, and listeners specifically who uh, work in schools and creches and, you know, SNAs and stuff like that and universities. Um, how safe are they? Because it seems that from what we're hearing this morning certain people don't feel necessarily safe because they're in such close contact with these students. Well, I think the, the, there would be very strict protocols, obviously, in, in schools in particular in relation to um, uh, COVID and, 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 and um, they, are, they, are, um, they are environments that are controlled. Um, the issue for the public health really is, is the mobilization of so many people. That's their bigger concern is that if, you put, if a lot of people all go back together, say we had a million people going back and we open all the schools at once, that could facilitate the spread of the disease. So that is why we're doing it on a phase basis uh, and we're doing it in, in consultation with public health uh, all along the way in terms of making sure that we make the environment as safe as we possibly can. Uh, and that's in respect of, of the junior infants to second class on the 1st of March and then leaving cert as well. Uh, and then on the 15th of March, if that goes okay and if that doesn't add to the spread of the disease in any significant way, then we will uh, then look at completing the primary return on the 15th of March and fifth years then to come back in as well. Okay. Uh, look, it is a tough time for everybody. A lot of us listened this morning, um, especially those who have lost loved ones over the last 12 months. Uh, you know, what is your response to only 10 people being able to attend a funeral, but let's just say 100 of us could be inside in a shopping centre? buying our groceries I think look as I said to you at the beginning it's awful there's no two ways of saying it I I know people friends of mine and a family, um, you know, uh, who, who who have passed away when only ten can, where only ten could attend the funeral. Uh, there, I, I personally, I think it's one of the hardest parts of of COVID nineteen um, that that people cannot say goodbye uh, as normally as we would or cannot celebrate the life of someone who meant so much to us um, during our lifetimes. Um, That, to me, is one of the the hardest parts of COVID. The reasons why public health are adamant about it is, unfortunately, not in all cases, obviously, but in quite a number of cases, particularly in the earlier part of the pandemic and, indeed, 
later in the autumn, you know, funerals became um, a problem area in terms of the spread of the disease. Probably not within the church, if we're honest, but but perhaps afterwards. Um, and that is, and, and internationally and globally as well, they be, they were problematic. Um, and, and it's about wherever large crowds congregate, wherever you get a large number of people coming together, you increase the spread of the disease. And particularly with the variant, no, um, I mean one in three in a, in a close context now get the COVID because of the the B one one seven, the British variant, as opposed to one in five previously. So this is a much more transmissible form of the virus, uh, and that is why public health are particularly. Uh, strict on it and it, it it is very very difficult mental health you mentioned that earlier on um you know of course there is a crisis with covid but i think there's also a crisis amongst people with their mentality their mental health their well-being suicide rates um would you agree that there is another crisis maybe that's kind of being brushed slightly under the carpet and maybe we're not addressing well we're very conscious of it and um, the, the feedback from many of the non-governmental organizations involved in mental health is that stress levels have gone up a lot during the pandemic. Um, anxiety levels have gone up, particularly among young people. And that it is something uh, we have to be extremely careful of in, into the future, because even as we emerge from COVID, and we will emerge from COVID, as we emerge from COVID, that's an area that we will continue to keep a focus on, because it's maybe afterwards that we will see a lot of the manifestations of this in mental health terms in, 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 in the period after we emerge from COVID-19. So we will continue to resource mental health very strongly to, to deal with that. Uh, and even in the announcements on Tuesday, we announced a further additional sum of money to, to, to the Minister uh, for Health, Mary Butler, Mental Health, Mary Butler, um, to, to work with organisations to see what more we can do uh, to strengthen them and to give them the resources to deal with that stress and anxiety that is certainly out there uh, amongst people because of COVID-19. Mm. Um, and we, we, we are, I'm very worried about that. And I think it's, 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 it's an issue that we continue to, to focus on. Before we let you go, I know a lot of people have sent in this question and I know the lot of the country are struggling financially at Taoiseach. I mean, nurses and doctors, everyone thinks they should be getting more pay because of how they've handled this pandemic. I mean, people are losing their jobs, people are having to close their business. But I think the reports that the pay restoration for the TDs will be getting a, a, a rise again. That's just, I think, a lot... It's very yeah. difficult for people to take. I mean, can you justify this in the middle of a pandemic? Or? Well, we, we government ministers will, will, have already given part of their wages back to, to the state, but the the TDs are part of the wider public service pay increase, which that was something that was decided on 30 years ago, that instead of every year or every two years, TDs voting their own pay increases or not, that they would be tied to a the civil service grade, the principal officer grade. Um, I think taxation is the most effective way to deal with people on higher wages, and, and we do have a progressive taxation system in the country where those who are on the highest earnings or on higher earnings get taxed more. Uh, I'm not one for the popular mood of every, you know, people trying to compete with each other in terms of who reduces their pay the most. I don't think that's medium term the best for politics either but I, uh, but I would say in my view is the best way to deal with this issues through taxation Looking ahead to six weeks time if numbers are low what can we expect I know you're saying you have to look at it but you know what would you say to people in order just to give at least some sort of a hope because you know people well, are uh, can you sense the frustration amongst people lately it seems like the tide is slightly turning I can of course yeah. look people have 
people are down. Uh, people are, you know, people want to. This is a long lockdown since Christmas. It's been a very, very tough time for people. Um, we all know it. I mean, I, I'm in touch with my own friends, and and, and uh, this is taxing on people's mental health. It's taxing on people's sense of, of personal freedom, wanting to get out there. Life isn't normal. Life just isn't normal because of COVID-19. And uh, we just have to, to, to stick with it because the numbers are coming down. What people have been doing since Christmas has been remarkable. But it has had an impact. And it has had a very big impact on getting hospital numbers down, getting the case numbers down. So that is important. And now is not the time to, 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 to throw it all away. We can make great progress over the next month. And on the 5th of April, then we will consider what we do in terms of, 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 of the options that I outlined um, in my address uh, the night before last. That, that, and that's not going beyond that right now. And, and, and government have undertaken to come back a week before the 5th of April. We have said the areas that we're going to look at in terms of outdoor activities, sports, um, the 5K, um, and, and those areas that I, that I outlined the other night. And um, it, we're just going to take it one phase at a time. And we think that's the sensible thing to do. Um, and we, if we do that, you know, we will continue to make the progress as we roll out the vaccination program and doing essentially, you know, combining those two elements. Uh, you know, if we want to open up the country safely, we do need to keep the numbers of new infections low. And we have to, of course, accelerate the vaccination program. And that will that that to me is the way forward. Well, we are out of time with you today, Taoiseach. I know there's plenty of questions coming in, but thank you so much for joining us. You yourself personally, how are you finding it? You get home to the family much? I get home um, on, on, on Saturday if I, if I um, and I, I get some walking in. That's the, within the five k. That's the that's the what well, I do get to, uh, to see them. And um, uh, so, you know, it depends if there's something else on some weekends. I may not. But um, yeah, look, I'm like everybody else. It's a it's it's a different type of lifestyle, um, completely to what we were normally used to, uh, and it's different different in politics as well. Um, you know, all, all the meetings are video conferencing now. I just I'd, I'd be having a European meeting with all the European heads of state, our minister, our prime ministers, shortly today and tomorrow, uh, and all that will be um, through video conferencing, and um, it's 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 far different to anything we've experienced in the past. Uh, but I'm okay, yeah, and um, I'm just going to keep at this and do everything I possibly can to work with the health authorities, work with public health, work with my government colleagues uh, to get the country through COVID-19 uh, and to get into a new phase now in the coming while uh, and to get through this very, very difficult phase of COVID, which it has been for everybody. Uh, and I'm very, very deeply conscious of that. And, and we're going to do everything we possibly can uh, to move this on. Well, thank you for your time. Hopefully the next time we're speaking to Taoiseach, we'll be opening up the country and it'll be in, under better circumstances. Absolutely. <laughs> Look forward to seeing you again. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Taoiseach. Thanks. Take Bye. care. Take care. Fully charged with Ed and Valerie. Only on Spin Southwest.